we have conversations around what he's watching on YouTube too. Is that inappropriate? Should you be watching that? What are they talking about? You know, all the music that's on the radio, it's explicit. If you listen to half, more than half the song, every, every song about it, the what 10 year olds listen to, and he's singing the song in the car. And so I either have to be super strict and mindful and not play any of what's on the regular radio, or I allow for him to understand that this is the world and we can make our own choices and we can behave in the way that we want to behave. So there's, it's been great to be able to have conversations because he's a boy too. I think especially, yes, for women, it's a, a topic that needs to be had, but I think for men to be able to approach it differently and it not be so, you know, less of a conquering thing and more of a connection piece. Welcome girls to the Get Up Girl podcast, where we are making you live your fullest and fun life. My name is Joanna Vargas, and every week I will pour into you with my stories, tools, and fun radical candor. I believe that when you ask better questions, up-level your habits, and get freaking real, you will have a happier life. If you're looking for more fun, more magic, and more joy, you're my girl. This one's for you. Are you ready? Let's create your dream life. live. You ready, girl? We good? Welcome yeah, back to fine. another episode of the Get Up Girl. I am your gal, Joanna Vargas, host and your fellow sex gal today because I have two of my gals. I have Geneva Faith and Jessica Virgio, and we're going to be talking about sex. And the reason I brought back this topic is because I brought this onto the show last month with the other Get Up gang. And I truly know that we do not talk about this enough. We talk about self-care. We talk about, you know, come on, girl, you can do this and boss, babe, et cetera, et cetera. And I do not hear sex talk enough. And I truly know that once we shift that, even one degree on this planet, how many people are on this planet, almost 8 billion, that it'll completely change the way that we live, breathe, think, our mindset. And so welcome back, Geneva Faith. She is our fellow Reiki master and Jessica Bergio, podcaster for the beauty industry. Welcome, gals. How are we doing today? You look hot. Hi. Excited about Thank this you. topic. You. Yeah. And your background, Jessica, is that like, what is that behind you? Because it looks freaking phenomenal. So I have this random addition in my house that I rent that is, I think was a covered patio at one point. So when I moved in, it was this dark wood cork floor, not cute. And instead of asking for permission, I just went ahead and found some pink paint at Home Depot and started the project. And then I had to pay somebody, a big strong man to come finish it. But these are just little quote prints. They're almost like postcards that you can order in like a theme that you like. So this is kind of like a beachy. Um, I have another one that's more like, you know, tan and brown aesthetic. So you can kind of change up your background and not have to commit to anything, but it's super fun, isn't it? It looks like wallpaper. Yeah, yeah. Perfect for video. God, I'm getting ideas. That's really great. Okay, gals. Well, let's jump into it because I'm truly interested on how does sex play a part in your business? It's such a broad question, but just jump in whenever you're ready. 
I'm happy to take the lead on this one. So I would, I would definitely say like, this was when you told us this was the topic for today, I was like, Oh, interesting, because I just had a lot of sex this past weekend. It was Valentine's Day. So I was like, finally had some time carved out with just me and my man. And we were able to just like connect. And I'm the type of person that always stays in the busy. Like I am the let's stop talking about the hustle and the grind and the doing and all the stuff. Like I can push that kind of stuff away and be like, I don't have time for it, or I have to get ready or like, there's not pockets of time to create that magic. And it that alone, creating time for that allows for me to realize I have to create time for other things in my business, in my personal self care life. Um, but I think being able to connect like that with another human, um, like there's nothing like it. And so I feel like anybody who, who, even if you're don't have a partner, that's something that you can explore on your own and really take time to figure out what it is that you like, because we honestly can't, we can't tell somebody else what we like if we don't know what we like. And I feel like that goes across the board with your business, with creating boundaries in your life with creating non-negotiables. And I think like the older we get, we're, we're a seasoned group of gals here. Like you, you learn that as you grow by, by mistake or by trial and error, right? Like you try something on, it doesn't work. And you try something else. That's like with partners. And I know John and I have had, you know, our share of our like share. figuring out who, who's going to be a right fit for us. Yeah. <laughs> we said last time we were growing and it's like, yeah. You know, to be able to connect like that and to work through and uh, and to do that with another person, I think is is magical. And when you can be in a state like that, I feel like the business part reaps the benefits. Yeah, the connection with another human being lifts me up so that I am then stronger for the business and I'm happier for the business too. But also falling back in, like you said, Jessica, the busyness of it. I don't have time for that right now. It's like, uh. so where I am right now in my season is, it's February, in the middle of February, if you're listening to this in real time, and I'm checking in. I'm like, okay, Joanna, what did you want on January 1, 2022, and where are you now? And I'm like, what's working? What's not working? What do you want to add in your life? And one of the things is this topic, is, is prioritizing it, is putting it in just like I put in my workouts, just like I put in drinking my water in the morning. And I know it's not as sexy and fun, gals. Is it for you like to schedule it, so to speak? Right. Like I. I have this point of view that I want it to be always spontaneous and always just la la la. I'm like, wait, you know what, Joanna? If I would like to prioritize this, prioritize it. So that's where I am right now. Hey, Geneva. So for you, for sex, how does it correlate into your business and you know financially, everything in that realm and your mindset? Yeah, I love this conversation. It's so juicy. Um, well, sex is healing, and I'm a healer. So I need to heal myself in whatever way that is, you know, like self-care or, you know, healthy sex. It's also too, like, I think sex is a connection to God. And I think that that is like something, especially in purity culture, um, that we're not really taught. Like sex is something outside of us. Sex is big, bad, scary sex, when actually sex is a part of us, you know? So being connected in that way, like helps me to be more of me. Geneva, can you talk a little bit more about the purity culture? Because you and I have had this conversation, but somebody listening may be thinking, what is purity culture? And then how, you know, that correlates with you. Yeah, um, purity culture is, I grew up like super Christian and, you know, it was always save yourself until marriage. And um you know, there was like ceremonies. I had a little ring that was like true love weight. And, you know, like 
my body and my sex was not mine. It belonged to God and then it belonged to my husband and it mm. didn't belong to me. Mm. So, so just growing up and getting older and, and deconstructing that. And sometimes I still have a hard time with my sexuality because of how deep rooted that is. Yeah. I can relate to that too, growing up Catholic and it being the whole save yourself till you're married. And, um, you know, I, my mom really tried to reinstill that, even though she had me at 19, clearly wasn't married. Um, we get, that's a whole, so there's like that, like, well, you did something, but you're going to teach me how to do something different. And so I had that like opposite where, um, yeah, early on, I think as, as young women, we're not taught that that's what that is and that it can be a connection piece versus it's just basically don't do it until you're married and then it's okay. And don't get pregnant until you're married or, you know, things like that that put the stigma around sex being pleasurable, therefore creating like residual pleasure in your life by being able to do that. <laughs> it never, like that's never talked about. If anything, like questions around sex before you're even close to, I don't even know, 18, yeah. 19, 20, were mm. like taboo. We didn't do it. Nobody talked about it. Mm. Well, I like what Geneva said. You said deconstructing what you have or what you have thought right your points of views and i'm wondering you know all the deconstruction that we're now doing i have a great question do you think that the gen zers now they're more at least in my point of view more open or see sex more than we did growing up right like rated r was very different than rated r now like you could see sex on television or netflix much more easily than we could when we were young kids. Like you had to get that VHS, you had to find that certain movie. So do you think the younger generation sees sex differently than we do? Are they more open or are they more closed? Like I'm I'm very curious to this. What do you think? I think that, you know, it depends on what the individual family, mm -hmm. for instance. But like because we have social media and we have Instagram and you know, I don't know if the, the youngins are, are so much on Facebook, but, you know, TikTok and that, yeah, it, it's everywhere. And I think that they are more open to it, which kind of, you know, people could, you know, I, I can see how people could be like, oh my gosh, they're exposed to this at such a young age. But in a way, I think it's kind of glorious because it, you know, going back to, it's not something outside of you. It's not this big, bad thing to avoid. Like, it's everywhere and it's and it's healthy you know of course we don't want like the youngsters watching things that are inappropriate but the fact that it's like things are a little more normalized like for instance when we were in school like you know we had like the students who were gay and everybody knew it but they, they didn't come out like it was just like you know a big hush hush secret and now like i love when my nephew he's 12 he comes home from school and he like tells me about his friends and and they're all like, they're all across the board. I think uh -huh. it's wonderful and fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yes. There's a lot less stigma to it than it for yes. us of the, yes. the stigma. What I mean of like the hush hush. So we were more like hiding like this, like you knew it was there, but not. And I think they're a little more just open to all aspects. Mm -hmm. I wonder, what do you think about that, Jessica? Cause I know you have, you know, you're a mother. Yeah. I have a 10 year old. So um, well, perfect example. We've had tons of conversations around what sex is and what happens when you have sex and what could happen when you have sex and who you should have sex with. Um, especially with his dad and I being separated and us having new partners, like there's inquisitive little minds. Like he's he, 10 is like the new 15. I feel like, 
And this started back in baseball practice one day a few years ago. I think he was maybe eight years old. And I think another little boy must have older siblings either experienced something of his own or saw something and then retold the story to my son in a way that got my son curious and started asking questions. And so then he got in trouble from the baseball coaches for talking about it during practice. Now, mind you, he shouldn't have been talking about it at practice, but when else do little boys hang out, right? Mm-hmm. So I got the phone call and I remember he was so scared to tell me what they were talking about. I mean, he was sobbing, crying. And by the time I got it out of him, I said, we're, you're allowed to talk about that. I even said it to the baseball coach. Like, this shouldn't be a taboo subject. Like, you're a male figure in his life. You don't have to get into details. But you could have easily, like, been there for him and said, hey, this is totally a conversation you should have with your dad. Totally fine. But, like, not make it such a big deal where it was such a bad thing. So I hope that doesn't have residual. But it gave me an opportunity to talk to him about it. And we've talked about it since several times. We've, we've talked about multiple things. Um you know, when he says you and daddy should be together or something about getting married or like he, he, he references, he knows what's going on now. So, and he knows where babies come from. So it's like to be able to have the conversation and not be scary. I'm hopeful he can make better decisions he's of age to participate in that kind of stuff, you know, and we, and we have conversations around what he's watching on YouTube too. Is that inappropriate? Should you be watching that? What are they talking about? You know, all the music that's on the radio, it's explicit. If you listen to half, more than half the song, every, every song about it, the what 10-year-olds listen to. And he's singing the song in the car. And so I either have to be super strict and mindful and not play any of what's on the regular radio, or I allow for him to understand that this is the world and we can make our own choices and we can behave in the way that we want to behave. So there's... It's been great to be able to have conversations because he's a boy too. I think especially, yes, for women, it's a, a topic that needs to be had. But I think for men to be able to approach it differently and it not be so, you know, less of a conquering thing and more of a connection piece. Yeah. Jessica, I love that. I love that you're taking away like the validity. It has to be so, because yeah. my mom did that for me and I'm so grateful. I was probably six and my sister was four. We were very young and we were watching Three's Company. And we're like, woo, they're going under the covers. You know what I mean? They were doing something like some scene. And my mom says, what do they do under the covers? And we said, you know. And she's like, do you? Come here. I'm going to explain it to you. And she told us very just like, this is the way it is. It wasn't bad or good. It was just, this is the way it is. And my eyes. And here's the interesting thing. My, this was the question I asked. I go, do women feel it when it goes in? That was my question, right? Because you're a little girl. And my mom says, yes. And I said, did grandma feel it? And she's like, yes. And I go, did you ask grandma that she felt it? She's like, no. I go, well, how do you know? She's like, just trust me, honey. I know that grandma felt it. But like, this is the way the minds work. And it was, there was no point of view. It was just like, oh, okay. And then my sister asked, so cute. She might like kill me for ask saying this. But she asked my mom, can I watch you and dad next time? Cause I'm, I want to see. It was very much like, no big deal. Like, can I watch my mom was like, no. Well, why not? And then, you, then the kids start to go, well, why not? What's the big deal? Oh, right. there's something, you know, and then you start to like create this. But so my next question is, I wonder if, and again, this is my point of view because the way I was raised and I think I went so far to the other pendulum that I am truly, truly very, Uh, I'm going to say picky with my partners, right? And I wonder if it was to the other extreme, if I'm like so young and then I just find the first guy and attach like to a host. And 
So I wonder that. I'm just curious. What do you think about that? Do you think it's almost like the Catholic schoolgirl, how they say they say no, and then you go to the opposite because you're just like, ah, you're you're excited to experience the new. Yeah. And I think that, you know, when you're, oh, you have to save yourself until marriage. So, I mean, when you're young, when you're a teenager, or, married. we want, we want to have sex, you know? Yeah. So we're taught that it's like shameful. So, you know, we're getting married at 19, 20, 21, and, and you're not really ready for that. You just, you want to feel okay about having sex. And then what happens in, in those marriages, you know, a lot of times that there's, there's extramarital affairs, there's divorce, there's a whole lot of stuff that could have been experienced before that if there wasn't shame attached. Yes, I've, I've seen that in some friends of mine and they will tell, well, I wanted to have sex, so that's why I got married young. Very mm -hmm. interesting. Yeah, do you think that we are coming back the other way? Let's go back thousands of years. Sex was very different thousands of years ago. It was just orgies and things of that nature like there wasn't as like let's say for example the king and queen were having sex there'd be people fanning them right like it wasn't so you can't see us and things of that nature and then i think in the 19th century it became very like purity kind of culture do you think we're kind of going back to the way it is what do you think about that well if we go based off just social media yes People use sex to sell things now. So it's more of a look at me and, you know, it's used for other things than what it is. So to answer your question, I think yes. Um, and again, like with Geneva saying, like her nephew being more open about sharing all the stories with his friends, like there, there's more and more that is okay and that is out there for us to be exposed to. Um, I think the stigmas are getting pulled off of a lot of things. I feel like sex is always going to be a challenging one because you're going to have people who, you know, even light PDA in public isn't for them. It's not, has nothing to do with sex, hand, hand holding, hugging, kissing, just being affectionate, period. You know, I think it's really just based off how you were raised, like she said earlier. But if we base that question off of social media, then yeah, I think it's becoming more and more, mm -hmm. you know, mainstream for sure. Yeah, I was talking to this just about this to the girls last time it's so mainstream but do you think it's still like we're not looking at it for example it's so out there let's just take cardi b and the wop song right it's like so out there it's like yeah let's go okay women and are we really still having sex though are we unsexed hmm. are we walking around still unsexed where we're, we're not having enough sex. Like back in the day, let's again, thousands of years ago, the sun went down, there was no electricity. You had sex at night. Like that's what you did. There's nothing else to do. The sun went down, right? Now we have TV, we have this, there's other things that can happen. So do you think that it's more sexualized out there, but we're still not having it? Hmm. What do you think, Geneva? Yeah, this is a, or are we this just- is, This is a great it? question. Whoa. Um, I, I, that's a really great question. Are we still not having it? I think, the um, fact that, I think the fact that we are a little stumped on answering this question is the answer to your question, because we're clearly not talking about it as much with our girlfriends. And now I was married early, young. I was about 25 when I got married. I had a high school boyfriend all through high school whom I was sexually active with. Then I was married. We had an okay sex life. We, it wasn't very great. So therefore I didn't want to do it very often. 
And then I moved into single them and party life for a year, lost my mind. So there was a lot of sex going on. There was a lot of different people. And then I ended up having a baby and that changes your whole perspective on sex and, and another human to be cared for. Because in your mind, you're like, well, if I have sex, that could happen. And so, you know, I think once you become a parent or a mother and you have young children, it's not on the top priority list, you know, because you are taking care of yourself. You're taking care of another little human. Um, and it, it just shifts the, just shifts the vibe in the house. And so fast forward. Now my son is 10. I have, I was single for a little while, had a little bit more sex out in the streets. Again, it was sex, but it wasn't the connection piece I was looking for with the partner to make it special, to then have the residual effect on my business. Like we're trying to bring this to a full circle moment on, but now having a steady partner who we make time for each other and we, we make alone time so that we can, at the end of the day, do that instead of watch TV. Um, that's become so special. And so, yes, I'm having lots more sex than a lot of my friends who have been married for 25 years that have three kids at home who barely get to like, sit down and eat dinner. I wonder what is the norm? I'm very curious. I'm a curious person. Like what is the norm for a female, let's say 25 to 55, that's a big jump monthly for sex. Like what is the norm? I'm, I'm gonna guess two times a month. Mm. That's, I'm just taking a wild guess. And are we just, are we lying? And we'll say, oh, I have it three times a week. And are we really? You know, because I, you know, Jessica, I know you you love the gym early in the morning, but, you know, all my clients that come in for fitness, I almost feel like let's start with sex first, then we'll go to fitness. Because they want to, we want to solve our body with fitness and push-ups and squats. And I'm like, what if you can actually solve it through sex and connection and mm -hmm. physical, you know, Geneva just had a face, like physical yeah. connection that way. And then the fitness will come in. I just, I kind of want to like give them a prescription the other way, go home, have sex once a day for the next week and then come back and then we'll start. Right. What do you think, Geneva? <laughs> She's stumped. Um, I, I love that. I definitely was like, oh, wow, that's, that's an incredible perspective. And, and I think I was like, whoa, because, you know, just, <laughs> I've been wanting to like start working out again. Um, and I just can't seem to get to it. So when you said that, I was like, Ooh, well, what if I had more sex? And that would like, you know, like inspire Start me to like, to, yeah. So I was like, well, maybe, maybe the problem is not like me working out or me getting in my head about, you know, different things. <laughs> maybe it's just that I need to have more sex. Yeah. What if it's that simple? Yeah, connecting with the body that way first. And I'm like, then come back to me. Then we'll start with some squats and stuff but I can't have you squat and touch your toes and stuff. If you haven't had sex in a while, like we got to loop, we got to move some things around. You know what I mean? Like, I, and I don't think we talk about that enough with our doctors and like the doctors prescribing, you know what? When's the last time you had sex? How often do you have sex? Oh, start with that first, come back to me and then we'll, you know, work on your X, Y, Z. Like, I just don't think we talk about that enough in self-care, but we have a comment here. What I've learned that sex has been so mainstreamed and in so many teens' faces and have access to porn on the net that they are having sex much later. I've heard this as well. It seems to have swung. Ooh, what do you guys think about that? Because that's what we were talking about earlier. And I, I get this. It's so far to the other. It's like in your face so much that they're like not even turned on anymore. 
where back in the day, let's say in the 80s, you had to go to the sex store and you had to like wear your little cap and you're embarrassed, right? And you had to get your thing. Now it's so in your face. You can go on Instagram and get something that fast that you are no longer stimulated as easily as you were in the past. At least that's my point of view. What's your take on that? That's interesting. Um, no longer, because my, like, my perspective was that it's no longer um, something so taboo that, you know, you're young and you're like, oh, I, I want to see what this is about. And you're sneaking around and you're doing this because it's so, you know, wrong or it's so secret. So you're more curious about it and wanting to, you know, like rebel, I guess. But now that it's like a little more in your face, as you were saying, like, it's like, eh. like, it's not like, it's not so outside of you. It's not so ooh, like, you know, like I said, big, bad sex. It's like, eh. it's, it's not a bad thing. It's not like a something so taboo or something, you know, so like, you know, like forbidden. So it doesn't have that same intrigue, I guess, yeah. because it's everywhere. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's it's kind of like with cigarettes. Cigarettes used to be so taboo, sneaky and naughty. I mean, now people we've shifted that where it's you hardly see anybody smoking anymore. Uh -uh. Yeah. So I, I mean, it's not the same as sex, but it's similar in the sense of like being in your face or being so perceived as sexy in the movies. And like, you know, everybody who was anybody sat around and smoked cigarettes. It was like kind of a glamorous thing. And now we know better. And we also know that I think the younger generation knows that meaningless sex is meaningless sex and then there's other things that they can be entertaining themselves with like scrolling on instagram instead of having you know one night stand with whoever's left at the local bar interesting jessica never saw it that way yeah wow this is so great okay last question before we tie this up how does sex and money correlate for you like do you see a reference for example if you're feeling really good with your money and finances are you having more sex or vice versa it's kind of like the fitness thing, but mm. at least for me, I do feel like when I feel great financially, I feel sexier. I feel better in my body, you know, and it's like just a big circle. So how does that correlate for you gals? I think for me, yeah, I think anytime I feel good in, in, in other areas of my life, it, it allows more space to um, connect with somebody else and, and have sex because if I'm stressed out about money, if I'm financially like flustered or if I'm overly worked or overwhelmed or burnt out or whatever. No, the first thought is not it's leave me alone. I want to be by myself or let me be miserable. Um, and it's hard to get into that connection piece. And I, I also think if you can start your morning with sex, because normally I was I would jump up, throw all my leggings, drink my coffee, I'm out the door to the gym. Like that was my thing. And I miss out on so many connection opportunities in previous relationships because I didn't allow for that time in the morning. And so like I do with my journaling and my meditation, like the time's carved out, whether I actually journal or meditate anyways, the time's there. So if I create extra time, like we did this past weekend, we had a lot of that time to connect um, before and after the gym, you know, and I'm probably the heaviest I've ever been right now. And I'm have the probably the least amount of income I've had, but it's going the other way because I'm in transition mode that I feel supported. I'm having all the good juju, getting the good orgasms, all that stuff flows over into the day. It calms me down. It's a stress reliever and it's a connection piece. So yeah, it's had a huge impact for me. Um, so both ways, really. Jessica, oh my gosh, you just like summed it all together. That's where I am. And I'm in the planting of the seeds. 
but of the flip. It's mm -hmm. so it's flipped so much since the pandemic, where before I was more push energy. Sex is the last thing. It's all about business and money and building, building, building. Now I'm like kind of done with that, swung to the other side. And like things on paper might look less than they were before, but I'm like so much more expanded yet now bringing it back into my life. So I like how you said the mornings because I'm realizing I don't think I'm an evening gal. I'm like dead already. And I'm like, you know, little shrug yeah. on the shoulder. And I'm like, I am so tired right now. It has nothing to do with you. I'm like, I'm literally sleepy. Even if I did nothing all day, I'm, yeah. I'm sleepy. Not that I'm stressed out, exhausted. So Je um, Geneva, what about for you? Money and sex, how do they correlate? Um, I, I'm with Jessica. Um, I totally resonated with what you said, um, with, with what both of you guys said. Like when I'm, you know, like struggling financially, like I feel shitty like all around. And it's just like, I, I tend to get really hard on myself and like, you know, then unworthiness creeps in and then when you're looking in the mirror and you're feeling unworthy you're like looking at all the things that you like don't like and it's just it's just awful but i i love listening to you guys talk because i'm like ah what if like what if i had more sex and that created more for me what if like that's just all i need and i'm totally willing to experiment and see and see yes it's like, what came first, the chicken or the egg? You're like, I'll have more sex once I feel better. But what if you have sex, then you'll feel better, then the money will come. And I, I think they all have to roll in and out with each other, just like anything. It's just like eating healthy or working out. It's just really like, you have to find what works for you. And same with like, we are morning people and like to work out in the morning. Not everybody likes to do that. Some people want to sleep in and work out after work. Fine, I can't relate to you. I'm also one of those people who never forgets to eat. Like. I may not get to eat, but I don't forget to eat. Like, just like I don't forget that my needs haven't been met. I'm just yeah. pushing them off to the back burner and thinking I'm just staying in the busy. So yes, creating time to do anything in your life or your business, whether it's work on your finance, work on your body, work on your relationship with connecting with another person. Or again, if you're single, like you can explore this in other ways by, you know, maybe you have a friend you can do this with, or maybe you can figure it out on your own for a little while. Um, so that you can have that connection piece. Cause I don't think you need to be in a newer relationship like Joanne and I to experience great sex or to want to carve out the time for it. I feel like there's people in my world that have been married for years that if they were to carve out the time, like they do for their kids, um, then they could also be having more great sex and the, and the relationships I feel that are the strongest are the ones that make time for this. So like you said, in the very beginning, yes, maybe you got to schedule it. Just like I schedule my journaling, there's 30 minutes or an hour or whatever. If you don't get to it, whatever, it's fine. At least you made the time to have the possibility to create some magic. It's like, you don't have to take the nap, but just go rest. You don't have to fuck, but maybe you can just have a little makeout session and like rub his shoulders or you can get your shoulders rubbed, you know? That is my huge takeaway from this conversation is scheduling it in and getting rid of that point of view that scheduling it in is lame. <laughs> it is like, yeah. Because I, I have that little record playing. It's like, Joanna, get over that. You know, what's interesting. I just had an aha with money. I used to think that people that saved money were like lame, you know, like nerdy, like fun people spend their money. And that's why I have none. I mean, not none, but I didn't save all of my money. And so that I uncreated that point of view. Like that one is so gone now. I'm like, cool people save their money. Right. So I'm on that train. 
I'm going to now change my point of view of cool people will schedule this in. Yeah, because the always just flying by the seat of my pants has not been working as much, right? It might, yeah, once in a while, but thanks, gals. You just like saved me a lot of time in coaching. <laughs> That's what girl chats can help with, right? Like talk with your friends more about these kind of things because it can unlock like, oh, well, maybe I should be more aggressive in the bedroom or maybe I should be the one to like initiate things. And, you know, with this new partner that I have, it's been over a year now and I feel like, I never want to say no. I said no for the first time the other night after I ate something that just really upset my stomach. And so I was like, I am not going to enjoy this. I am going to, he like put his hand on my leg. I said, tonight it is a hard no. I will definitely make up for this tomorrow, but it is a hard no tonight. And he was like, understood. So like we've, I've never been, I've never felt in a place where I wanted to say yes or be so open as I am with this person. So I think it's also picking a good partner who helps you create a safe space with them, you will find you want to do these things more, but that comes with creating that connection time with that person. So just like you create connection time to work out, connection time to work on your business, connection time with your clients, with your kids, like you have to feed something in order for it to grow. That was a big aha because I just realized that I don't want to say no, but I've been saying no because it's at the time that just doesn't work for my body, which is at night. Yep. So I'm like, we got to make it. I'm making a change. I am. This is what I would like. And this is where my body is like at the certain time, like three o'clock, I'm ready. 3 p.m. I'm a 3 p.m. When I was miserably married, it used to just be a box I checked. Now I can say at the end of the week, we did it three times. Box check, you should be happy, done deal. It was all about being happy and not having anything to complain about. And now I'm like, I mean, I don't even know how many times it happened over the last five days. Like it was, it was a lot. And I was just like, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. It's been okay. Like, it's awesome. It was a box check for both of us. So that's such a different perspective. And that's, again, going back to what Geneva was saying, like, I don't even think a lot of us realize, even if we weren't raised super strict like that, the conditioned beliefs of all that, it's like re, yeah, redefining that. Totally rewiring all that. Yeah, let's talk about this more. <laughs> yeah. Gals, I really want to talk more about money and sex. Two things that we kind of talk about, but not really. Like they're so in your face, but they're not. And last little thing, you know, about Super Bowl. I was very curious about the commercials because you can tell where the world is by what the commercials are at the Super Bowl. Just look at that, right? And the last Super Bowl, this is 2022, was mostly TV and like crypto. If you notice all the commercials, there was a lot of Netflix, YouTube, movies. So I'm like, okay, a lot of people are watching television, right? If you look back in the past, a lot of the commercials were food, Doritos, Cheetos, Jack in the Box. I, we all remember those commercials, right? Budweiser. There was not as many this year. So it makes me very curious to see where we're going what we're talking about and what we're not talking about. And I could see where it is lying and we're on our couch more. And that's where the commercials were. So even though that has nothing to do with sex, it actually does because you could see where the conversations are going. Yeah. Thank you, gals. I truly adore each and every one of you. Absolutely. And if you cannot see Jessica's hat, I freaking love her hat. I just, uh, yeah. Beautiful. I've got 
I got a new pink one, but not like that. That one is hot. So if Patrick's listening, I'm like, babe, I want that hat. I'm fully embracing <laughs> my feminine this year. That is something that I have not rolled in in a really long time. That's why this room is pink. I had pink boots on earlier. My pink airwalk, like, are my uh, Doc Martens. And I, I went to put on this hat. And I'm like, that is extra. And I was like, I had to run errands this morning. I didn't have to wear a fucking hat. I could have worn a beanie or nothing. And I was like, nope, put the pink hat on, go do your thing, show up as a feminine, like embody that. And I feel like a lot of women like who are run businesses like us, we roll in our masculine. And that also is a blocker for having great sex and honestly making money. So I'm willing to receive all of the orgasms and all of the money that is abundantly waiting for me. Amen. Amen. I'm going to write that affirmation down. And Geneva has her vodka earrings on shout out to the vodka yes (laughs) so freaking cute i love you gals congratulations to both of you yeah to everything in your businesses and i love and adore that you are able to open up your hearts and talk about this to the world because i i appreciate it it takes a lot thank you everybody for listening we'll see you next time make sure you follow both of the girls on instagram and all the socials it'll be in our channels yeah (laughs) And we had another comment, receive the orgasms. Yes, Patrick. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Bye, y'all. See you later. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode and know of another girl who can benefit from this message, please share it with your girlfriends and tag me on Instagram at Joanna Vargas Official. I love your DMs. Also, I would be honored if you'd take 30 seconds and give the Get Up Girl a five-star review. I appreciate and love you all. And remember, girl, to get up and live fully.